Our Holy Gospel today comes from the Gospel of John chapter 6. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we, what must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, what sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of our Lord. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, seek us out this morning and fill us with the life that we desperately need. Amen. Well, it did feel strange, as I mentioned earlier, to prepare a regular sermon and then to stand up and read the gospel reading. You know, these are things that we haven't been doing the last year. Uh, so if things seem a bit rusty or out of place, uh, well, you know why. Uh, but this is enough about me. So let's talk about the text. So you've noticed probably that our readings are different than they've been. Uh, instead of just having one or two readings as we have been doing for the past year or so, our readings this week and next week are coming from the Revised Common Lectionary which uh, the lect is the lectionary that many churches follow. And for both this week and next week, we'll find our gospel reading coming to us from John chapter 6. And both of them are focused on this theme of Jesus as the bread of life. I am uh, the bread of life. Now, chapter 6 has been an eventful chapter. It opened with Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee in an uninhabited place, encountering a huge crowd, thousands and thousands of people. And as this crowd approached, Jesus tested his disciples, asking them, where are we going to buy bread for these people to eat? And his disciples, of course, you remember the story, they're bewildered by this. But Andrew points out a boy who has a few loaves and a couple of fish. And so Jesus gives thanks for this food and he distributes this boy's lunch and the entire crowd is filled and they take up more leftovers than they started with. We know this story, of course, as the feeding of the 5,000. And it's among the most famous of Jesus's miracles, which he performed. Well, from this point on, the rest of the chapter takes something of an unexpected turn because the rest of the chapter finds Jesus withdrawing from this crowd of people, this crowd who is seeking after him. First, the people seek to make him a king over them by force, so he withdraws from them to a mountain by himself. 
Then that evening, as his disciples are in a boat, struggling to cross the Sea of Galilee back toward Capernaum, Jesus himself walks across the water, withdrawing even further from this crowd who is looking for him on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And then finally, our reading for today comes when the crowd has now crossed the sea on their own, and here they are in Capernaum, and they're looking for, they are seeking Jesus. Now, if I'm honest, to have a crowd of seekers like this, a crowd of people who will literally cross the sea just to see the person that they are listening to, well, this is a preacher's dream. And in fact, for quite a while, a big portion of the church here in America has been orienting itself around people like this. Uh, They've been doing their best to be seeker-sensitive, maybe you've heard this, or seeker-friendly churches, trying to uh, make space for those who are on a spiritual journey, uh, those who are on a quest to find truth and meaning, and trying to make it possible for those seekers to find what they're looking for in the context of the church. And many churches have found great success doing this. But Jesus, as usual, is a little bit more complicated. I I mean, consider the way that Jesus responds to these seekers who come after him. For some of them, he responds instantly and positively, as he did in the story we heard a few weeks ago, the paralyzed man lowered through the roof, immediately forgiving his sins and giving him the ability to walk. For others, like Nicodemus, back in John 3, These seekers' encounters with Jesus leave them confused or grieving or angry. And that's a bit more what it's like here in John chapter 6. These seekers find Jesus. They ask how he got there because they know that he didn't take a boat. And instead of revealing this miracle of walking across water that he's just performed, he immediately questions their motives. Truly, I tell you, he says, you're looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. In other words, you're not here to receive the eternal life I have to offer. Instead, you are merely looking to fill your bellies again with free bread. That's a strange response. It's not what I would expect from a preacher who just had a crowd cross the sea in order to get to him. So why is Jesus insulting them in this way? Why, does he, why doesn't he take advantage of this opportunity? I mean, after all, if every Sunday you came here and I just questioned your motives and withdrew from you the gospel, my guess is you'd stop coming, or maybe you'd send me packing. I'm not sure which. But we both in the church and in the wider culture, we place a high value on seekers. Seekers are who we want. We have great esteem for those who are on a quest for truth, those who are searching for meaning, those who are intentionally finding their path through the spiritual journey of life. And my suspicion is that we like to think of ourselves as seekers of some sort as well. We like to think that we too are setting our sights on the important things in life, that we have our priorities straight. That we are active in the church, for example, because we are seeking Jesus. But while we place great value on our quest for enlightenment, Jesus seems to value something else entirely. You see it in his answer to that question which is asked. 
So the crowd now, they're seeking to further their search for truth, seeking to establish themselves as serious learners. And so they ask Jesus what seems to them to be this key question, what must we do to do the works of God? Well, this seems like a noble question to ask. After all, what is better than to do God's work? But what does Jesus answer? He beeps at them. No. What does Jesus answer? What does he say it is to do God's work? Well, he doesn't say that it is to seek the truth. He doesn't say that it is to find the answers. He doesn't say that it is to be spiritually wise. And nor does he, and this is especially surprising, nor does he point to the law, the Ten Commandments, or even to love. Instead, Jesus says, this is the work of God, to believe in the one he has sent. That is, this is the work of God, that you have faith in him that you trust in him. Now, this is not the answer the crowd is looking for. Because you see, the problem, this is the problem with us seekers, those in Jesus' day or us today, we don't have any idea what it is we actually need from Jesus. We look for wisdom or power or strength, something that will help us on our journey, something that will help us reach the goal we are after, We are like the crowd who, instead of seeking after the true bread from heaven, the bread who fulfills the eternal needs of his people, the crowd seeks after the bread that perishes, the bread that will help them put off hunger for one more day. Rather than seeking after the abundant life, which Jesus is, we want to settle for mere crumbs. And so Jesus disappoints us seekers. Because he gives us not the things we are looking for, but he supplies for us what we actually need. This is the work of God, he says, that you believe in him who he has sent. Jesus wants to give you faith. And this is not your work. Rather, it is God's work in you. This is not some tool that you apply to your problems. It's not some vehicle you utilize in your journey. Rather, this brings your journey to an end. Because as it turns out, what we need in life is not to be seekers, but rather it is to be found. For God, it turns out, is the true seeker of the lost. And he has sent Jesus to find you while you blindly try to make your own way. And while you and I would settle for just a miracle of bread to fill our bellies or whatever the modern-day equivalent of that is, Jesus will settle for nothing less than giving us himself, all that he is, his life, his love, and especially his death and his resurrection. Therefore, seeker, you can rest. For the true seeker has found you. His name is Jesus Christ, and he has made himself your Lord. No longer strive, no longer struggle, no longer journey, but rest and trust in him to provide. For his promise to you, his bread which does not perish, is that he will supply all your needs. Amen.